We have a very uh, special uh, episode of the Psychosphere. Janice Senior, welcome to the Psychosphere. How do you feel? I feel happy. You feel happy? What you happy yeah, about? I feel surprisingly not nervous, actually. Would you, you like know, to I tell us it, yeah. who you are? Who I am? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm friends with with you two. Is who I am. That's mm-hmm. one of the things about me. Um, I'm Jana Banana from Canada, and <laughs> uh, I am. I've been friends with you, Dave, for a long time. I met Angela through you. Um, all three of us are therapists, and we are. All we all have different relationships with each other, and we've all worked together in different at different points. You and I had a podcast at one time back in the day. Now you and Angela have a podcast. I don't know. What can I say? That's this is that's my intro. That sounds good. Yeah, I think the audience is clear. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? We don't know. We don't know. Angela, any ideas? Uh, I have some ideas, but let let's let it unfold. Okay. Um, you guys are in a program together or you teach a program together called metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. It's a mouthful. Who, who came up with that name? Uh, who did come up with that name? I don't know. I, I think know. I did. I think but I did too. Metamorphosis. It's very you serious. Need, you need a trailer, like a movie trailer, metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah. Eight months, five modules. <laughs> Yeah, great. ready. Um, so you guys have a you. How is it working together? How do you guys uh, jibe working together? I think we we work really well together. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. It's easy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I Jan mean, and I can't work together. Well, yeah, we haven't we haven't been successful. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, right. I mean, sometimes well, Jan- Angela Jana? gets mad at me. I do. Well, I stole your thunder. Yeah, but I wasn't really mad. I know. I, was just... I know. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. You stole her thunder? Just meaning that sometimes when I'm facilitating, Jana will come in right after I've said something and repeat the same thing that I've just said, <laughs> but with emphasis. Right. And, you know. But then, but then you did the same, then, then you did the same thing to me. Well, and then I, that I, it had happened a number of times and I, I was like, it's, it wasn't a big deal, but at some point I was like, okay, I, I, I want this to stop, you know, because mm. when she comes in, then I kind of just let her, you know, take over, you know, do her thing, but I'm in the middle of something generally. Mm. And so, um, so I asked, so, so then I, I took a risk and I told her the truth of what I, what I was feeling. and. And we had a moment and then, and then from that conversation, we realized that what she really wanted to do was to just be in the process, like in, in, how did, how did you say it, Jenna? Well, I ended up just going in the energy. In the energy. But but first I said to you that I wanted to steal your thunder. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Angela, that was, that was so good. Yes. Uh-huh. Would you go down to your microphone, the icon microphone, and click it? Yeah. Click the little arrow. Yeah. And just make sure that you are on your microphone, the AKG. Yeah, I'm on my you microphone. Are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to check. Um. So you guys work well together. Janet stole Angela's thunder. Janet wanted to steal Angela's thunder, mm-hmm. but you worked it out. You guys have a lot of conflict, or no? No, we no. don't. We don't. You and she I talked, did, Dave. Yeah, I, I'm. I have a lot of conflict with everybody I work with. <laughs> Is that true? Do you and Angela still have a lot of conflict when you work together? Not Angela? when we work together. Not when we're actually working. But when. But but outside of that, we have we have some for sure. We had a big blowout a so, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But we worked it out. And that's what I love. I love it. You do? Yeah. Because it's always, it always moves somewhere. It always goes, it would always moves us somewhere. And like, literally, we we all move ahead, like to the next place in ourselves. Don't you think that's true? Yeah, I do. I do think it's true. I can't help it uh, because according to my astrology, I am a Tahash. It's just in my nature to uh, 
come with the 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 sword of truth and sometimes it stings sometimes it cuts diana's you know she's surrendered to it what's she gonna do she mm-hmm. she chose it to hash she did so I, I you know i'm trying to tone it down a little bit but i can't help it it does work that's the problem i think i think jana has some of that no yes. i i do but dave and i together right you know it's it's you to hash it out we to hash it together <laughs> and it's like it's we're gonna have to do your mind astrology to see you. if you're a to hash then yeah no we could never work together i, I am a to i must be a to hash like when you describe yourself as coming with the sword of truth it's like i don't really do that to you dave that much mm-hmm. but i do it to other people right why don't you do it to me because i'm scared of you <laughs> to hash me back you right. Know? That's true. And that's I'm true. like, you know, I don't, I'm not at the point in my development where I'm ready to deal with that. But I, I think you that. are. You think I am, Angela? I think you are. I think you are. And I think it would be good for both of you if you hashed it out. <laughs> this is becoming a theme. Hmm. You know, Dave, I did a move on Angela. Are we going here? I guess we are. Where I, it was inadvertent, but I did a demonstration of how much, uh, how much you scare me by attempting mm-hmm. to give Angela the experience of like, of scaring her. Well, let's right. set it up. Okay, go ahead. You set it up, Angela. So we were preparing for our module and we were working with the enduring pattern, the masochist. And wherever there's a masochist, there's a sadist. So we were doing the sadist masochist dynamic. And we were creating an exercise for that, for, for our students. And so we made up an exercise, or actually it was suggested, this, this exercise was suggested that we do a sadist masochist role play. So one person, you get partners and one person will be the sadist, the other person will be the masochist. And I am much more comfortable as people probably on this podcast have heard. I'm more comfortable in the masochist role and Jana is more comfortable in the sadist role. So I, I switched it and I said, well, let me, let me play the sadist. Let me, let me see what that's like. And I, then I, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with it. But then Jana was like, well, I, I think you, you had said, think of someone that you want to be really cruel to or something like that. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately thought, obviously I was like, okay, my mother, but then it was, I didn't feel the same charge as I have in the past, which was, was interesting, but good. And so, but then I, then I, I said my sister and mm. And I went into this energy right away. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. And it was cruel and it was, it was mean and it was violent. Tell the people what you did to me. Tell the people what you did to me. (laughs) I think you should tell them what I did to you. Well, I first, I don't know if I a hundred percent remember because it was so shocking. Like we tripped into something very, very dark. Okay. And, you know, we act out these exercises on each other to try to figure out what they're going to feel like. But this was a whole other level. And I, I don't think when we decided to act it out, we knew we were getting into. Um, what I remember you ordering me over onto the couch mm-hmm. and then you telling me to put my head down. And I think mm-hmm. you stuck something on my head. You a shoved pillow. it down hard, like enough to hurt me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you started. Did I hurt you? You did hurt me. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't realize no, that. But it was part of the whole thing was I was right. going to take it. So I was taking it. Yeah. And then you started violently kicking and punching. No, uh, I, did, I didn't. No, I did not violently kick and punch you. I actually, this is so interesting. I, I said that that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to kick you until you're black and blue. I want to kick then you, you right you in the solar to, plexus. You want to cut my head off. Remember I wanted that? to chop your neck off. Chop my neck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I knew exactly what it was that, that I, yeah, it was, it was very precise. And I was, and you I was, did something. What did I do? You don't remember? <laughs> what did I do? No. Well, you acted it out. 
like you didn't kick me actually, but you started kicking the couch. Oh yes, and that's punching right. the couch next to my head. Yeah, with like it, in this insane, violent rage. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was just lying there, like prostate under these pillows, like taking your taking it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was having quite an intense experience, and you were too, right? What was going on for you? Well, I was, I actually, it wasn't, I don't think it was as intense for me in the same way that it was for you. I felt so powerful. I felt so clear. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say. It came out so like, like forceful, but, but I was in control. Mm -hmm. I was completely in control Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel the same way. I felt like it felt good in you know, in that part of me. And so I was, I was excited that this was, you know, it just felt so good in a certain way. And then when we were, when it was over, you looked at me with these eyes of terror and you called me a psycho. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. And you were, you wanted like to be held like in the beauty of what you just done. And I was like, are you insane? I would have held yeah. you, Angela. I know. I know. <laughs> I'd be so proud. I'm so proud right now. Oh, right. My great, God, great, look uh, at this. It's it was so good. Joy. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt so good. I would have held you too, Jana. Uh, After maybe I would have spit on you a little bit. To, well, 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 hold get, on a minute. get in hold on the action. I don't know. Hold on. Uh, well, hold on because then, then we switched roles. But. <laughs> So, but yeah, I was, I was so upset because Jana just called me a psycho and I was like, Hey, I thought we were facilitating for each other in this. It's like, you know, and she, she's, but, but what, what came out of that was that what she, what she felt was like, she was like, wow, I really feel how hurt you got from your sister. And I was Mm -hmm. like, and then I started to cry and I was like, oh, you know, like Mm -hmm. I could feel the intensity of what my where I went with it and, and like, was like, wow, I want to chop my sister's, my sister's neck off because of the pain that she caused in my heart. You know, that's what mm-hmm. it felt, you know? And um, yeah, I wanted to stab her and, you know, the, all these things. And, and, and you really so when, gave me that experience. Yeah. I really yeah. gave it to you. And, and I could see that it had affected you so deeply and something about seeing that actually really helped me. And has, has continued to, I I don't feel the same way about my sister. It's Mm. so interesting, you know? Well, before we get to uh, Jana's side of this, maybe we should explain to the uh, audience uh, why the hell you would do that. Yeah. Good idea. People might be thinking what, what is going on here? Yeah. Why, why? why? It's a good question. Mm Are you, you guys are both looking at me? I don't know. Somebody. Why did you do it? What What is it? What did it get? Well, you said, right. You, you felt less of a charge with your sister afterward. I didn't know. Well, first of all, you know, it looks like the people, the person on the Seda side is having a lot more fun. And I wanted to like get in on that because Jana just, you know, as every time we would talk about the sadist energy, she, like she'd get this look in her face that was just like, you know, like excited. And like, she knew exactly where she wanted to go, how she wanted to do things. And, and I hadn't, I'd never really felt the the energy of that in that way before we did this exercise. And. But why would you want to feel that? That's, that's the question the audience might be asking. Why? What's the point? Well, we all have it in, in us. I mean, what, I, you know, Well, if you don't know this place in yourself, then you're perpetually a victim of that place. You know, like you, you think it just exists outside of you and, mm-hmm. um, and then you can make yourself, you know, you can go to one side, you can make yourself just a victim of this energy. Like y- you, you asked, you put, you're the, you put my head in the garbage. Yeah. Did, oh Yeah. All the way down, Jana. All the way down. Breathe in. All the way in the garbage. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's hardcore. 
Really? It didn't feel that hardcore. Well, I guess also <laughs> the reason to do it would be that energy is inside you. If it's, and if it's not expressed directly in that way, consciously in a safe container where you can explore it, that it's going to come out in subtle ways with little comments and jabs or withdrawals. Like in some way you're, mm -hmm. you're going to be sadistic, but it's, it's not conscious and people are going to get hurt and, mm -hmm. And there's no clarity around it. It just creates confusion and pain. But this way, you you know this part of yourself and then helps you understand your relationship to your sister. Because if you're in a relationship with your sister and there's a part of you that wants to stick her head down the garbage and chop it off, that's that's important information to know when you're mm -hmm. in a conversation with her. And once liberated, it might create a little bit more space for you to be in real relationship with your with her and maybe actually be able to open your heart to her because you know as you discuss like on the other side of all of that uh rage was uh was the pain and mm -hmm. and the feeling of how much she hurt you yeah exactly and um what i what I also realized, I think, in that exercise was that I'm usually on the other end. I'm usually taking it. You know, that's how that's how it feels to me. I'm taking it from my sister, you know, and to really access that energy. I was like, wow, I can give it mm -hmm. just as much as I can take it. And to know that inside of me, like if my sister were to come at me in some way, that I could access this energy inside of me. It was really good to know that. Like I, I can have a boundary if I need to, and I can chop somebody's head off if I need to, you know, I have that in me. So it was just good to know. And that, that I don't need to, you know, like I don't, that's, that's not what's required right now, but for me to even um, have the energy or to, to summon the energy, to speak up, to speak my truth to, to say, Hey, that's not okay. You know, like all of those things, like, um, to allow that part of myself to not take it, to not to keep taking it was just good for me to know and to feel in a very visceral way. So I was, I was very grateful for that. Mm. Mm. And then you, uh, turned the exercise around. What happened? Then Jana became the psycho. Yeah. <laughs> what did she do? I mean, I, I just, the reason the, the way we work, we work with props is so that we don't get into the place Angela and I got into, you know, which is a full, like violent acting out of this right. energy, you know, you guys that's, are pros. that's what happened. Well, I, I mean, but I could, I was like, whoa, like this is, this is like pure lower self in action, you know, like, so what I, the char, I was trying to feel somebody I really wanted to hurt. And I couldn't feel that, but I could feel it's for me, it's fear is more the thing, you know, and it's like the person if I could, the person I really would want to scare in that place is you, Dave. Oh. <laughs> um, mm. You know, and I mean, okay, is it really you or is it, it's also it's my dad, you know, this is we've, you know, I know that the, these these two the things are connected for me, but um. So I said to Angela, like I can the I could connect to a place that wants to really scare Dave and um, has I've never let myself scare him as much as I want to, you know, so Angela and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is the right thing, but Angela's like, no, no, it's good. I'll be Dave. I'll be Dave. I'm like, OK, all right. And, you know, it's weird. I don't even remember how it started. I don't remember what was the first thing. I did to you. I dominated you physically. Mm -hmm. I know I did that. I hurt. I also physically hurt you. Right. Mm -hmm. I took your head <laughs> yeah. and I, right. I threw you down onto uh -huh. the couch. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I just wanted to give you this experience of feeling like I could, I was a psycho, like I was a real psycho and I was going to really like you couldn't trust me to not terrorize you in some way. And then, and I like, just remember I was laughing. Like I was, because it was like, it was a little much, you know, but I was just like, oh my God, Jana's really going there. But there was some, I was just kind of, I I don't know. It was funny at the same time that it was a little until it uncomfortable. Wasn't. 
until, until this it moment. Wasn't. <laughs> and I don't know what I said right before I said, I'm going to get a knife. Right. Did I say, how did I don't the think knife- you said, you didn't say that you I were, you, you just, you, you were, you were like, um, I think you were upset that I was laughing at all. I, that's right. I'm like, oh, you're laughing. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, you're laughing. Oh, you want to see, you want to laugh. You want to see real laughter. Are you going to keep laughing? All right. How about if I, and, and so, and, and I'm like, what if I got a knife and you're like, Jana, no, like, don't get it. Obviously don't get a knife. I'm like, no, no. And I just went into this part of myself that I'm like, I'm going to act so out of control right now. I'm going to give her this feeling like she has no fucking idea what I'm capable of. And I stormed up into the kitchen and I went and I, oh, I, I yanked the drawer open and the then I drawer. pulled out the largest butcher knife we have and I slammed the door shut like, like, so it clicked slant. And I, and I heard her scream like Jana, no. And I, and I came, I stormed back down to the dining room and I held the knife like above. I'm like, you laughing now? You're laughing now? And I took it and I just, I just like, I like brandished it like right in her, I'm like right in her fucking face. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And she, she recoiled back onto the couch screaming. Well, I was I, terrified. Yeah. And I that, like, that, at that good. moment, I was like, what the good. fuck? <laughs> good. Like inches from her face. And I was like, yeah, now you get it, bitch. You know, like, I, <laughs> I, I, and I, and I also felt so good, you know, I knew I was not going to stab you in the face, but I wanted you to feel like you didn't know what you were fucking dealing with, you know, I felt it. Yeah. Like I was off the rails. Dave. That's so what she still, wanted to do. That's what she wanted to do to you, Dave. <clears throat> How oh, do you feel about time, that? She'd have to tie me up, drug me, tie me up. I could take <laughs> I it. I would. I would have to tie you up, you know, mm-hmm. not in this lifetime. But anyway, yeah, it was quite, it came on so, it was so natural to me. And it did. It, it was like, it scared. I mean, I was like, wow, this is really, this is hardcore where I want to go with this. Did it scare you? You, Jana? I think, I mean, I knew the whole time I was not going to stab her in the face. Right. But what I could feel is I really wanted to make, give her an experience of not being able to trust that I wouldn't stab Mm -hmm. her in the face. Right. You know? Terrorize her in some way. Yeah. Hmm. Is that the fear? I mean, cruelty is often described as I want you to feel what I felt, what you made me feel. So is that how you felt with your father, with me, terrorized yeah. in terror? Yeah, I don't remember feeling scared with my father, but I, because I, I've, I've, I've covered it over, or I focused on other things, you know, like on his the the kind of instability in him, or that when he would go off the rails, like how scary it was for my whole family, and like how we had to manage him. It's not the story that I. I told myself about my family growing up, but I, I felt it more with you, you know, like mm. in adulthood, I, I could really, and I know that I, I know that I felt it with him. I mean, I haven't felt this with you in a long time, but. Your dad you know. would go off the rails. Yeah. He'd go off the rails. Mm. He'd get a crazy look in his eyes and it was like, he needed to be. I mean, I told Angela a story about that. I heard from before I was born when. Um, my parents were living together in an, an apartment and my mother was very, was very rigid about order and that things always have to be like clean and tidy. And he'd hung a picture on the wall and he'd nicked the wall and she was going after him. You gouged my wall, you gouged my wall. And the story is that he went and he got a gigantic knife from the drawer and he walked towards her holding it you know, they're both like 22, 24 years old. Like, you know, they just got married and he goes and he he goes up to the wall. He goes right past her and she's like frozen. He digs the knife into the wall and drags it down. He goes, you want to gouge? You know, and this story was told to me, like, this is a funny thing that happened, you know? Um, And when I told it to Angela, she was (laughs) like, what the fuck? Like, um, 
you know, that, 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 that I had not given the impression that that energy was in my family growing up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. At all. Mm-hmm. Did I give you that impression, Dave? No. All right. No, I never, I, I didn't get the sense from the way you talked about your father that he could go off the rails. Like that's a surprise to me. I mean, it's not a surprise to me but just because I think that kind of shit is going on all over the place. Obviously right. it's right. much more common than we want to admit. So it does make sense. Yeah. But that, yeah, if that energy was in your household, I can imagine that it would be terrifying for you mm-hmm. when you're, you know, young, vulnerable, helpless. Yeah. I felt that my mom was hysterical. There, there was no knives, but I, I, you know, the, the loss of control mm-hmm. is terrifying when somebody's not present, they're out of control. You're like, what could they do? Right. This could be bad. Could they kill me? You know, yeah. and maybe even children feel the place where at times their parents actually want to kill them. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fairly common. Mm-hmm. Children are incredibly difficult and there's probably moments where you just want to put the pillow over their face and make them stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they may, yeah. they can probably feel that. I, I, I have a feeling that happened to me. I don't know. I mean, there's things my mother told me that happened, but I, cause I was trying to figure out why I had so much fear for a long time. I was really working to get to the source of this terror that I realized that I had. And uh, I didn't have any direct memories, but I thought, there was a feeling was inside me. I was like, well, that came from somewhere. And obviously dad's not around. So there's no, nobody there to protect, but yeah, my mother probably lost control when I was a little baby. And, and I probably felt that energy, like she could kill me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel this is a place I feel similar that we're similar, Dave, like that we both have a lot, have had a, a lot of fear you know, Mm -hmm. in our childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you know, Dave, that you scared Jana as much as you did? Um, not, not consciously. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, my defense is to, yeah, make people feel scared of me. If Mm -hmm. people are afraid of me, then they stay away and I'm, I'm in control and I'm protected. So I'm sure there was ways that I said things and just brought a kind of energy to make her feel afraid, but I wasn't doing it consciously. And I don't think I definitely wasn't aware or I was willfully unaware of the impact that it was having on her. Probably if I went all the way into it, it's like, yeah, that's what I want you to feel. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, isn't it, is it fair to say that I also scared you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, There was definitely power dynamics in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I remember early on having this feeling of she's going to leave me. Mm, Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll leave, you'll betray me and leave me behind. Uh-huh. Was Which it tied obvious- to anything in particular? Like, was there, well, so- if something, I'll leave you, or it just was an inevitability? I think it was an inevitability. I mean, you you were married with two kids, and, and just for the audience, we had a, well, I don't know how you'd describe it, a, a, a kind Co- of, go ahead. Covert, I don't know how you, go ahead, you describe it. Uh, well, yeah. a platonic... I wouldn't, it was a love it was affair. Not, it was not a friendship. It was not a friendship. It was not a friendship. It was masquerading as a friendship. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was uh, an, an enmeshment. An entanglement. It was an entanglement. <laughs> it was a very high charge. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like like we didn't quite know what we were to each other, but right. we weren't friends. You know, we were more than friends, but we weren't mm-hmm. having a physical relationship. Right. 
Yeah. We were working something out together. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know, Jana, that you scared Dave? Um, yeah, I did. I, I had this, like, I was in my own kind of recreation with my sexuality with my dad, you know, like, like that, that I think the way I would bring, I was like uncontained in that part of myself as a kid. And I think it really stressed my dad out. Um, and I remember Dave, this one time we were in a hotel room and it was late. Like it, we would often be in like rooms, like alone together. It would be very late. We'd be on opposite ends of the room, you know, like, you know, and I think at this point I was on the bed and he was on a chair and I would, I would start to feel like this part of myself, like want to, you know, and I knew I had to keep a fucking tight lid on it because if I let it out, Dave was going to get upset. You know, it was like a perfect, like, you know, and I, and this was a little later in the relationship. So, so I, th- I remember Dave looking at me and saying like, I don't want to shame you, but you have to get off my bed. Like, get the fuck off my bed, you know, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was Where like was that. that? Toronto? That was Hotel Toronto? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And we'd, I, you know, it's like we would go for dinner, you know, and it was like there was, we would be, you know, we'd be talking over the, t- across the table from each other and it would be intense and there would be, you know, it would be dark and we would, there's like all this pleasure, you know, that I would have like in my mind, intellectually, like in the verbal sparring with Dave, you know, but and then inevitably the conversation would continue. We'd go up to his room and I'd, I'd be feeling like I need to control, I need to contain myself and I'm not, I don't want to, you know, or I'm not doing such a good job. I feel like I'm really just talk, like forgetting that I'm on a podcast right now. Good. <laughs> just we, talking. I just want to, we were not alone in rooms that often. Oh, I yes, mean, we mo- were. Oh, yes, what? we were. Most of our relationship was like lunch mm. and walking. That's how I remember it. I guess you remember. I, I, I would come to your place a lot oh, at night okay. when what? you lived on Frederick. And then there was that whole time where we we would we stayed in a hotel together, like oh, not in the same right. room in LA. And then we rented a house together. And you know, we we you know we and rented then there a was, house together. Well, briefly, like <laughs> what? What house? What are you talking about? No, no. When we, we there were two separate times we met up in LA together. It was an Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember the first one. I don't recall the second one. Anyway, yeah, it was charged. It was intense. And then we broke up. And then we broke up. Mm -hmm. Where are we now? What's the status? Um, this, okay. That's a really, I want to be honest with this question. That's a good question. Where are we now? I mean, the easiest answer is we're good now in that Mm -hmm. we never fight and, um, we never, you know, it's, it's very easy now because we don't have a lot of contact, you know, and we don't, we don't put ourselves in situations where we're likely to have conflict. Right. You know, right. So we stay away. Like we don't work together, you know, like we, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. That's how, that's how yeah, we that's don't, we don't, I think. we don't talk that often. We don't talk that often, you know? And so, and it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're friends. We're friends. Yeah. Boundaried. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That feels good. Mm-hmm. That feels true. It does. Yeah. And I'm saying that because the very first time that I met you, Jana, was at this restaurant in LA and Dave, Dave had been talking about you for a while, you know, and this, this girl, Jana, this, you know, and he, he, he constantly be referencing you 
And when I met you two together, like I was having this strange experience and I was like, what is this? And, you know, Dave, you, you had introduced this Janet, it's my friend. She's my friend, you know? And at some point in that conversation, I looked at you guys and I was like, you guys aren't friends. I don't know what this is, but this is not friendship. And, and then you both looked at each other and you're like, yeah. (laughs) And now when you guys are saying we're friends, it's like, yeah, that feels true now. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now true. we're friends. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, we've, re- we've talked about this before. So it's like, I, you know, uh, Dave, my relationship with Dave put me in touch with a very, like, really, I went in my heart. Like I wanted to give him everything, you know, like I was in love with him. Like I just, I would, I would shut my own children aside to like attune to him. You know, like I was really in some ways off the rails myself, you know? Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. I used you. I know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not consciously, but how? That's what, that's what it was. Well, she was in love with me in some way, or there was mm-hmm. the, the attraction, mm-hmm. and I set the boundary, and then yeah, used her to meet my needs, and I knew she wanted me she wanted to be around me what what were and, your needs uh like somebody to adore me somebody to be there someone listen, to pick up the phone listen attention uh-huh. attention mm-hmm. all that stuff and how did you use dave um i mean dave made me feel very special I was special to him, you know, I was the one that he would call, you know, I was, you know, all the girls wanted Dave. He was so famous, but he was hanging out with me. He would have girlfriends, but there's a way they didn't get as close to him as I did, you know? Right. Yeah. And both of us, you know, there's a, a quite a, a lot of suffering in the in you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but you know we're here like we got someplace like we figured it out it's not like that anymore no well it's it's been a while yeah years mm-hmm. many years well your prediction came true she did leave you in a certain way yeah mm-hmm. yeah well she had to mm-hmm. yeah I mean, she couldn't go on forever. It was, it was insanity. Mm-hmm. It was insanity. Mm-hmm. And I, well, you know, what am I doing? I'm having this strange emotional relationship with a married woman. I'm not available to other women. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was aware of that. But I guess, you know, it gave me, what did it give me? Well, I was in proximity to someone who had a lot of consciousness. Um, We had a lot in common just in terms of our passion for the work, but was also in a very healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would hear about it and uh, it inspired me. And I didn't really have a model for that. I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't close to it in that way, especially hearing from uh, the woman's point of view. So there was something that I was absorbing, something that I was learning about the nature of long-term relationships because, you know, I hung around a bunch of wackadoo actors who had all these, you know, didn't get married or got married, got divorced or had these, you know, insane relationships. And here was somebody who had a a stable relationship, was committed. There was a lot of love and grounding in it and honesty. And that, that was inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wanted that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have it now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jana. You're welcome. Oh. I'm so happy for you, Dave. Oh. I, 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 I have really, I really wanted you to have 
what you wanted. Like, I, of course, there's a place in me that wanted to keep you all to myself and all this. But like, I wanted, I was like, the movie can't end without Dave get like being in a relationship with a woman who he loves, who loves him. Like this can't, like, I want this to happen. No, and I felt that. Yeah. I doubted that that was the way the movie was going to end. I also doubted that that was the way the movie was going to end. <laughs> I never doubted. That really? Was, no. Up there alone in Idlewild. Oh my God. Turn, <laughs> turn 50 up there. 50. I'm like an unmarried 50 year old man. It's kind of sad. Or I, I, I had a lot of judgment about it. Like what's my, how can you not go to what's my problem? Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news is I was still hot. So I knew I had some game left in me, but still 50 is 50. And uh, yeah, I went through some dark times up there. But Diana was persistent and uh, just stayed through all the ways that I pushed her away. And, and then eventually I had to make the move, you know, I had to, you know, walk over to her. And I did. And, uh, and it's great, but we did go through that hard time. And both of you really helped me through that because I just thought this is nuts. This can't be good. And you guys were like, it's just normal. It's part of it. Don't even worry about it. Just get through it. There's something on the other side. You're just so casual about it. And I'm like, you know, and that helped a lot. It really did help a lot. I mean, yeah. And Diana, I think she has a different orientation to relationship than I do. She just, there was some place in her that was just like, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. And I had to have that because I was always wanting to leave. As soon as it got uh, difficult, I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I realized like, oh, that's, that's fear. That's weakness, you know? There's something I'm afraid of. And the judge, you know, just, it's crazy. It's crazy what fear does to you. Yes. Yes. I mean, when I was at Sundance last year and the first night before the uh, purification, so I got a sweat lodge at 5 a.m. You know, I don't know what these lodges are going to be like. I get in there. It's so hot. I'm, I almost panic, but it's short. And then that night, there's another lodge. It's hotter than the one in the morning, the hottest one I've ever been in. I almost passed out. And then I'm going to sleep that night. And I'm thinking, I'm going to wait till everyone falls asleep. I'm just going to get in my truck. And I'm just going to get the hell out of here. I, I, I mean, I just, I, my mind went insane. <laughs> and then I remembered, because I was talking to Ryan, who's an experienced Sundancer, and I was telling him like how scared I was that I, got, that I got freaked out in the lodges. And, you know, he just shrugged his shoulders like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, this is part of it. But he said to me, just, just pray for compassion. Just yeah. pray for compassion. So I just started praying and praying for a compassionate lodge. And, uh, and then I got up the next morning, 5 a.m., ran down the lodge, got in, terrified. Mm. And then it was fine. Wasn't that hot. Then mm. I got through. And then that afternoon, it wasn't that hot. And then I was on my way. And after that, it was easy. But I'm already now, you know, it's in July. Now we're in February. So spring is coming. I'm already starting to think about those lodges. And I can feel the fear build up inside me. And that part of me just doesn't want to go, but mm-hmm. you, you, once you commit I mean, you, you, you know, you give your tobacco and that's it. You're, you're, you're bought in similar to a marriage. It's like you get married in front of a group of people. You put a ring on your finger, you, you sign in the dotted line and spend a lot of money on the wedding. And then when that difficult time comes up, it's like, it's hard to get out of it because you mm-hmm. made that commitment. I mean, really the, the mechanism of marriage is very effective. It's really the same as sweat lodge. Once you're in, they close the door. You can't get out. You got to deal with it. It's so good to think 
you can't get out. You're not getting out. It's not even about getting out. I never, ever think about getting out. You know, it's not even a thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm kind of there. I am there Mm. in my relationship. I've, yeah. I mean, there's moments when, you know, but not really. Mm -hmm. I've I've surrendered. This is, this is it. And that feels good. Mm -hmm. Feels really good. I mean, I think there's been a lot of ways I've not wanted to commit. I mean, I, I don't think I've, I, I'm still like, I really want to be doing this, mm-hmm. this work. Mm-hmm. Couldn't I just quit and do something else? Like, I don't want the responsibility of it. I don't want to go all in on it, but I, I got to the point where it's just, I have no choice. Like, this is, this is what I do. I'm good at it. And I've committed all this time and energy to it. I, I have to see it to the end. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's mean, no it, other way. And I mean, for me, you, you have, it's also like, I know you trash, like talk what, like, but you love it, Dave. Like I can feel your passion for it. You know, Yeah. it's hard to imagine you. It's not just that you're good at it. It's also that you love it. Do you love it? Something about it? Do you love the work? Um, I do love the work. It's hard at times. It's really hard, but I think that's also, there's a way that I have to take more control and command over what it is that I want to do and be clear and purposeful about it. I I want to bring something up. Hmm. Exciting. You know, okay. I'm just aware I don't know if this is going anywhere. I just want to name it that there's really intense, like we all have different relationships with each other and we're very rarely the three of us together. And we haven't been for a few years. Yeah. We have, we haven't been for a few years. Like this is the first time the three of us, I, I maybe I think we did an aborted attempt once a podcast, but I'm just feeling what it feels like to be the three of us. You know, it's weird. A little bit mm. weird in what way that's not a good word well it's a place to start mm-hmm. well it's like even though you and i have known each other a really long time dave we we both have like we're we're both in a closer relationship with angela you know than we are with each other. Like right. we, you know. Um, yes, yes. And we have such an intense history mm-hmm. that it, I mean, that's that's something. But no, I, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Who do you yeah. like better, me or Angela? Or wait, 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 who does Angela <laughs> like better? That's really the question. Who do you prefer? I like Angela better. Yeah, you know that. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm on the outs of both of these answers. It's okay. Nobody likes daddy. Yeah, but daddy is the reason why that we're we're connected. Oh. Daddy is the reason for all of this. It's a little weird right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daddy's. It's hard. It's hard to be a man. Is this where we're going? No. No. <laughs> Wait, was there something else that you wanted to say, Jenna, about that? I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to spring it out, I guess. You know, maybe um, because I started to feel this creeping anxiety about it, you know, like some something like of of the three of us being together and um, like how much, you know, I think I avoid the three of us being together. Mm -hmm. Um. Angela smiles. What are you smiling about, Angela? Well, just thinking about all the times that you, 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 I mean, it's that, that I've been with you, the two of you, you know, in the past, every time I was with you two, it was very anxiety provoking for me and I did not enjoy it. And so I would say every time I hung out with you guys, I was probably just a handful of times, but each time I would be like, I'm never doing that again. And then I would do it again. And then I'd be like, oh God, I forgot. Okay. I'm never doing that again. And the last time we did it, we, we, you know, we haven't, but I don't feel that. 
I don't mm-hmm. feel the anxiety at all, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I but, will say I feel like real, strangely relaxed. I can well, feel I, I'm not s- scared. But you said a creeping anxiety, which well, makes wonder mm-hmm. if there's something that you want to say. Whoa. <laughs> to Dave. <laughs> what? What is happening? Okay, maybe not. I don't no, know. No, no, maybe. Is there so, what do you have something in mind? No, not at all. But I I don't know. Like I I, I think the you know what I experienced in that sadist masochist exercise, like the level of terror that was, that you were trying to inflict upon me. And, you know, what I got from that was how terrified you were of Dave, you know, you must've been. Mm-hmm. And that, that like, I, I felt the energy of it. I was like, Whoa, you know, I did, I had no idea that that was what was going on for you. I, I mean, I knew on some level, but I didn't, I hadn't experienced it. And until I did, I was like, oh, okay. So I just had, I was like, well, if you're feeling that much terror, if you felt that much terror, how much did you hold back? You know, like what, what did you want to say that you didn't say? What? Well, I mean, I wanted to say, stop fucking scaring me. Like, you know, but I, I know that I have a demand on Dave that he should never scare me, you know? And, um, he's a, what are you, Dave? What's your Mayan astrology? You're a Tehei? Tehei. Tehash. He's a Tehash, you know? And, and there's a part of his energy, you know, that's, it's a little, it's, it's exciting also to me. It's like, it's like, I guess I've decided, like, I can't have one without the other, you know, like I'm, but yeah, I got to a point where I was like, I can't handle being scared by Dave. I can't handle it. I, 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 I won't handle it. And I can't, I can't resolve this in myself. So I need um, to move away, you know? And, and then I came back, like, and Dave and I have a great relationship now. We talk and it feels really good. But maybe I have a longing to like Yeah, like Angela, like you're I don't know, to be as willing as you are, you know? Like I feel like a bit cowardly sometimes, you know? Like like I won't I won't put myself in situations where I could fight with Dave. Um I feel that uh I was either well, I think in part I was willfully blind to how much I was scaring you, but also you don't reveal it right? Like you put up a very tough front. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. like, even like stop scaring me is like, it could be like, Hey, like you scare me Mm -hmm. and that, that would actually reach me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think you've even maybe said that to me before, but I have a much, I have much more consciousness around how much I do scare you. And so I don't want to scare you. Like, I don't, I want to, I don't want to bring you that energy. Uh, I don't want to discharge on you in that way because I, I don't want to like, it's not, you can't handle it. It's just, it's not, it's not, I cause I go unconscious there. Like I'm using you there and it's not, it's not good for me. It's not good for you. For me. Mm-hmm. So if I come all the way into presence and really feel myself and feel you, I don't, I don't want to scare you. I mean, I don't, you can't, it's not showing on my face how good that feels. I don't think, you know, 
Why isn't it showing on your face? I don't know why, but I want it regardless of the fact that it's not showing on my face. Like I want that so badly, you know, like what you just said, you know, like that feels so good to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd, I'd like to you know, retire that part of my defense. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, doesn't serve me. I mean, it did. It did. That's how I survived my childhood. You know, Mm -hmm. making my mother afraid of me kept her away. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not useful and it's, distorted and it's mean and it keeps me alone separate keeps me from getting what I want Mm -hmm. but it's a kind of power that was hard to give up and and of course that there's places where that power is uh championed where it's useful like in sports, you know, on the hockey rink, like making the other team scared of you is good. Mm-hmm. You want them afraid of you. Then you have the advantage, but I don't need to be doing that with people in my life. Mm-hmm. You know that um, people say they want something, you know, when we work with people, they say they want something, but then if they actually start to get the thing that they want, they feel very disoriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I can feel that right now, you know, like I can feel, if, uh, like, I just want to be relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. and you're saying things that are very relaxing for me. Um, Yeah. And it's disorienting. A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and also, like, there's a way that we connect it there, Mm -hmm. right? So if if that is retired, then there has to be a new way of connecting, and maybe that's scary. What is that? I I think it's scary because I think it's too pleasurable. For me, that's my hunch. You know, it's too mm-hmm. pleasurable. I think it might be too pleasurable. What if you just let yourself? Well, I am. I am just like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to feel um, happy, really happy, you know, and relaxed. And uh, I'm going to feel my love for Dave a lot there, mm-hmm. you know. Does the the feminine part of you like want to feel protected by me, like or like safe enough to to really let down? And I, I guess I'm wondering that you didn't really get that with your father because he made you into almost like a like a man, like a boy. You, you know, you got to go out and do this. You're going to do that. You can do it like almost what you do to a little boy. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you didn't feel that tenderness that, you know, the way a daddy can be with his daughter, like I'll protect you and care for you. And the world is safe with me in it. Yeah. I never, it's like, I never even totally realized that until you just, just now, when you said that he made me into like a boy, I'm like, I don't, I don't think that, but yeah, it was all about, I mean, he had six brothers, you know? Right. So I, I just, and I was, he thought I was like him, you know, mm. and I, I am like him. So I was like, yeah, you're going to be like me. Um, <laughs> and I, I over, I really emphasize and have through my life emphasize my more masculine qualities. You know, I right. feel safer in that part of myself. Um, yeah. 
So you would you would have naturally cut off from the need and desire, uh, the longing that for that from your father, for the right. protection, for the uh, tenderness, for the right. And the care. only place that I was more in the feminine part, feminine woman part of myself, was in my sexuality, which right. was like totally. I terrorized him there, you know, poor guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I have wanted to just be, be relaxed and free around you, you know, like able to say whatever and not worry that you were going to get mad, you know, Mm -hmm. or scare me if I, if I say something that's, you don't like, or, um, and then I've thought, well, that's not a, that's not a reasonable thing to want. Um, because Dave's uh Tahesh. Tahesh. <laughs> listen, listen. No, it's not. Why is what do you mean it's not a reasonable thing? No, but want? maybe it is re- well, it's totally I, reasonable. Yeah, it is reasonable. Yeah. I don't feel safe around you. You scare me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a time and a place for the Tahash. Right. You know, but it mm-hmm. has to be, you know, a crisis. It has to be, I mean, there, there there's, like, I'm, you know, basically the times that it's come out, I'm, I'm starting to see the utility of it mm-hmm. and how to work with it, that energy, um, and be more discerning about it. And so I trust it now more. Mm-hmm. Um, also because I've become more in tune with my tenderness. Right. So it's, it's not the only tool in the toolkit anymore. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to know I am tolerating this experience right now. <laughs> so is the audience, I think. <laughs> God. And I've just been on my own emotional journey throughout this conversation. What's happening for you? Well, it really touched me a lot. I mean, first of all, I appreciate Jana, you did it, you know, you, you said the thing and, um, feel like I'm just grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. that you, you did. And I was really touched Dave when you you said that you wanted to retire this part of your defense. And it, I, I it like it, I, I started to cry cause I, I don't, and I wasn't sure why, but, um, I mean, I think first, you know, I, I've known you for a number of years now, you know, and I've seen you, I've witnessed you go through like, a lot, you know, and and for you to say something like that, it's pretty, it's pretty big deal, you know. And so I just, it's it's kind of an amazing thing to witness. It feels like a miracle, you know, to hear you say that. And then also. You know, because I think that you and I, you, Dave and I, and that, that, you know, we, we've been working through our own stuff, you know, in our, our business relationship and, you know, the ways that our fear can trigger each other. And in our last supervision, I felt like something shifted. Like we both saw something in ourselves and in each other. And it really did something. And I could feel the energy. I could feel the energy shift immediately. Like, like something's happened and I feel some kind of ease with you. I feel some kind of flow. I feel a willingness to like do the things that I've been scared of doing for a long time. And it's just happening much more quickly. And, and I see what the, the defense has done. And I see what the, the lack of a defense has done. And it's, it's pretty extreme, you know? And so I just feel very grateful for that, you know, because I think that for me in, you know, in this, it, it doesn't feel 
and I mean, maybe I'm minimizing this, but it doesn't feel as intense in terms of how you've scared me. I don't feel like <clears throat> it's been that intense, but in the ways that you have, I, when I get scared, I will leave, you know, and, and that scares you, you know, and place mm-hmm. where places where I leave. And so I can see like what I'm, what I'm, if I choose not to leave, if I choose to make the commitment to stay, no matter what, you know, no matter, you know, and, and understand that maybe you're scared too, like that, that's what's happening. Right. It, it does something to the energy and it does something to the whole, the whole. And, um, like I'm seeing it, I feel like I'm seeing it happen. Like, in this moment right now. And so it's, it's really, it's cool. And I'm Mm. feel very grateful. (laughs) Ah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Jana Banan, I know you have to go, it's your time. And and I just want to say to the audience, if, if you want to come to our workshops and, and chop your sister's head off or stab your father with a knife or just terrorize him with a knife come on out to deep feeling april, uh, april when's your next whenever, one whenever when's your... deep feeling february 17th to 19th and then <laughs> april 28th to 30th <laughs> awesome okay thank you guys you. thank you thank for you. inviting me i had a wonderful time